David Radney, your host of Scotch and Scripts, join me as I sit down with Ryan and Teresa to talk about what we need to be doing in December to start off 2020 strong. Thanks for joining. So, Ryan, Teresa, one of the reasons I wanted to have this call right now, I, I know that you guys understand the importance of lead generating, specifically during this time of the year, November and December, when everybody else is asleep at the wheel. If we can continue grinding, we're going to build our pipeline for 2020 to have a great year. And so I just wanted to have some dialogue with you guys that I could share with the other agents, whether it's Breakfast Club, Push, or just any agent that doesn't understand the importance of getting on the phone right now. I wanted to have a conversation with that about you guys and what we can say to encourage them to pick up the phone, especially during the month of December. I love this question. Uh, it's my favorite. Uh, anybody close to me, anybody at Breakfast Club knows that I make it very high on my priority list uh, to do a giant pattern interrupt. And yes. I started off in this uh, business without a pretty much pot to piss in. And I didn't know anybody and the people that I did know that had some shuttle, uh, that's for my Italian people, that means money. Uh, basically, I didn't want to bother them. I wanted to first prove myself and then, you know, get their business. And right. Now, looking back at it, my drunk monkey. Of course. However, I, by doing that, my only way of putting food on the table and keep the lights on was to make them seen amount of phone calls. And when I'm doing that with thousands of other agents, it's, it's, it's real hard. Uh, so I took advantage of the fact that I knew agents were you know, driving to Connecticut or uh, they were taking a plane down to Florida to kind of reconnect or maybe even just preparing to have everybody over their house. Right. And what I did is I made sure that I would be the first one to call them and I would just grind that Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday extra hard. So I wouldn't even double down. I would triple down. Sure. And the amount of business that I not only got immediately, but also set up for a successful early start of the year of like, let's say January or mm -hmm. uh, February, mm -hmm. it made a huge difference. I'm sure it did. That doesn't just apply to Thanksgiving. I would do that with Christmas, you know, not Eve, but let's say like the early twenties, 21, 22, around there, mm -hmm. I would really start hitting it hard. And a lot of agents, you know, they hibernate like bears through the winter. In addition to that, uh, I, I learned from you. I believe the guy that we were both referring to, and you could kind of expand a, a little about it, he right. had 17 listings calling on New Year's Day. I right. remember that morning I came into the White Cough office, me and you. Yep. I was in horrible shape. I was hungover. But I got in there, and I made my calls, and I did get something out of it. So did I get 17 listings? No. But I want to just tell everybody that you need to – especially if you don't have any listings, especially if you're new in this business, take advantage of this time where other agents that are top producers, they don't need to because they're, they're making their millions. They're making their right. sales. Right. You're not. So why are you comparing yourself to these mega agents when you just either got into the business or your business is low? That's my two cents. Well, no, Teresa, you have anything that you want to add to that? I would definitely agree wholeheartedly. I mean, okay. you know, the saying when the cat's away, the mice will play. Well, that's the 
exact best time for a newer agent to get some market share. I mean, at least for myself, it was always around um, the late, late uh, August where everybody was just kind of coming back from vacation, kind of off their, their grind. And I was doubling down. And that was a time where I picked up some market share. Same as in February, like when everybody is telling, you no, the market's slow, it's flat. No, I'm still making the calls where I'm up against, you know, maybe 15 people, whereas before it was almost, you know, to a hundred. So the, the conversion rates a lot easier, um, to get, you know, some, some, Listing some market share. Just like she point. said, I use the example of who would you like to run a race against? 100 people or 10 yeah, people? Or and 10 I speak people. that a lot I as know. a protection handler. Yep. And if you use that same mindset as an agent, we only have a few agents that are going to be working around this time. Sure. So you're, you're improving your odds exponentially. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So one of the biggest lessons I had to learn in real estate was how long it took for me to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's one thing to get into production. It's then once you're into production and making calls and prospecting, how long does it take for you to land an appointment, land a listing, get a contract on that listing, get it wrapped up and closed? It took me a while to figure I don't get paid that month. I get paid two or three months later. Mm-hmm. And so once I learned that lesson, doing what you and I talk about, Ryan, by starting in November and December, really ramping up our calls. What that did for me is it ensured that I had paychecks coming in January, February, and March. And if you look at the typical agent, they don't have their first paycheck of the new year sometimes until April or May. Amen. Ouch. Let me let me flip it again on you. What's on Friday? What's on Monday? Friday Cyber Monday. And Cyber Monday. These oh, this Friday and Monday. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Wait. Absolutely. They're super quick to press send, confirm, purchase. Right. They're, they're, they're real slow about putting in the work to pay for that. Thus right. Now putting, you know, well, credit and yeah. debt. And well, of course. Like, oh, man. I hear you. you yeah. Buy something. I'm not ever going to tell you how to spend your money. Right. But at the end of the day, you need to figure out how it's getting paid for. So if you want to go and buy that flat screen TV, that's 75% off, great, okay? Because in their mind, they're saving $1,000. But what are you doing to pay for that, okay? Uh, a, a lot of agents, they're not putting in the time. They're not willing to do the grunt work. I said to Breakfast Club, hey, before you do press confirm purchase, I want you to promise yourself that you're going to put in some extra grunt work. I think that's why I said grunt work or, or yeah. make some yeah. uh, calls or door knock or do something to offset that because, you know, the the payment needs to be made eventually, whether you're doing it right now or right. you're doing a year on a credit card. Well, see, here's my concern. I love that you brought that up. I think agents, they get that, oh, I just got $18,000. I'm good for the next two or three months. Paying for the Black Friday and Cyber Monday purchase, they'll do. My question is, are you going to be able to pay your rent and mortgage and your car? Mm-hmm. Put the lights on. I think yes. emergencies. That's, That's Raj. Emergencies. Being the contractors, we should have, and this is just my opinion, six months to a year of our expenses put up in an account. I'll give you one better. Share with the audience red light, green light. So the whole concept of red light, green light, you have to make money before you spend it. We're so good about 
hey, Zillow ads, here we go. Business cards, here we go. Signs, here we go. And we're spending all this money. We have to play red light, green light with our finances. And we really have to take stock every month of where we're spending our money and lead with revenue. We have to make the money before we spend it. When I think red light, green light, that's what comes to mind because that's how I was taught. Be careful about what you're spending money on. Everybody's in your pocket. There's always a class, a seminar, a program, a referral system, someone who's going to lead generate for you and send you referrals that you could be signing up for and spending money, red light, green light. If you're not making the money, you cannot spend it. We have we need more, more of our cash. We need more what than what? We need more revenue than expenses. And we need it's more red lights. And it's not about how much you make a lot of times. It's about how much you keep. So if you're making revenue, let me back up a little bit. Most agents aren't looking at their finances every month. Amen. We should be doing the second week of every month. We should be looking at the previous month and looking at where we spend our money. We should look at our, we should have a separate account for our business and a separate account for personal. If we're using the same credit card, we can easily go through and see where our money went for the previous month. And if you're doing that every month, you should be canceling some things. Yeah, man. Yeah. We get on these automatic payments and we're paying for stuff. And it's like, I'm not even using that. Why do I have that service? I don't need that. You right. put me on to red light, green light, and that's why I wanted to share that with everybody. Yes. But in addition to that, you also put me on to a phenomenal. Everybody uses this, our phone, oh. to keep track of everything. But yeah. I want you to share with everybody that tool. And then in that tool, I know where you're going, baby, that has it in there, expenses, and it has a ton of other things. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. And that applies to your finances as well. So I'll let you kind of share what I'm doing. Oh, I don't I don't even remember how I got turned on to the rebel agenda. Amazing. It has been amazing for me. This one, this is my old one, so you'll see I have a lot of stickers in here. Just hold it up higher. Yeah. Back, hold it up higher, D Red. This here, this page, monthly financials is what I'm talking about. And Ryan can show you in his book, The Rebel Agenda, sales forecasts, Planned and actual. Like we always have plans on what our expenses and revenues will be, but what are they actually coming out to be at the end of the month? Going through this every month, it has a, a, a area for you to do this once a month for a year or for six months. I think these go for six months. It's so important. And this agenda, what I love about the Rebel Agenda, not only does it have the monthly financials, it has a monthly to do list, it has meeting notes. Like this is my a life. Not to do list. Mm. Not to, listen. That, that shit was like, and here's another thing. This is a booming market. Mm -hmm. I always live my life with the expression when, you know, the, the what is it? The iron's hot mm -hmm. strike. Yes. I, I think people are, are not understanding how amazing of a market this is. And they're going to realize when, when it's too late. Yeah. Well, so they realize it, and the issue is they're getting complacent because they're getting deals just because the market's great and they're getting referrals and things are falling in their lap. When you learn how to hustle during the great times, right? When we hit a recession, you guys already know how to hustle. People are still buying and selling when the market crashes, but you have to be good at having those conversations and creating dialogue with the expireds and for sale by owners. If you master that now when times are great, the other agents will get on the bandwagon later, but you're mm -hmm. already on the wagon. You've already if learned. At all. If at all. They're going to be trying to call for sell by owners so they can pay their mortgage. Yep. Yeah. Right. And they're going to be doing that out of desperation. You're going to be coming from contribution. I've helped 10 expires. Look at what I did for them. Call these people 
and they'll tell you how I showed up for them. And you'll have that, that whole list of expires that you can go back to that will help you get new expires where all the other agents are going to say, oh, I don't have any production. I need to call expires. And they're going to be tripping over their words and trying to lower their commission and overpricing property. And you're going to be able to come in from value and contribution to say, I've been doing this all along. Here are the people I've helped. Call these people. Let them. I, when I first started, I'd walk around the office and I thought that everybody lead gen, like all these top producers, I was like, oh, they must be really good because they keep on closing deals. So my mindset was that everybody was on the phone. Like, I didn't know better. I literally assumed that everybody was lead genning. That's, that's, I was so, I would say, I need to keep on practice because they have so much uh, production. They must be really good on the phones. I didn't know until maybe nine months, maybe a year later that I was one of the few. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I pushed myself really hard. And if I thought that maybe I was one of the few or that a lot of agents didn't lead Jen, I, I wouldn't have got to the level I am at as as quickly as I did. Not say I wouldn't. No, I understand that. It definitely inspired me to to put in the extra time. And that's why I tell everybody, go to Staples, get uh, a stack of five yellow uh, legal pads. And I want you to crank out until your hand hurts. And people are like, whoa, you know, that's old school. That's a, it is old school. But I'm, I was a teacher. And I'll right. tell you, when I would have people just do reps, 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 whether you're running from the baseline to the other baseline to work on, you know, your cardiovascular endurance, or you're writing it out and you're doing reps to get mental uh you know endurance it, it's i'm i can't tell you the importance of just reps 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 and it will just come out of you like where did that come from like you were possessed like it, like i remember uh diana kokoska some of her objection handlers i would say to the t almost the, the, the laugh like he at the end and i'm I, it would be beautiful and the person would be like okay that's me boom that's right. Because you're so, doing it over and over again. You know, I took a page out of your book and then pushed 2.0 to learn the listing presentation, Teresa. I had you guys write it out. Every Absolutely. Day. <laughs> Super helpful. Uh, and that hurts. I, I didn't man. get that. And I remember going to a Mike Ferry thing in 2015 and he told yeah. us to do that. It was a free seminar for three days. Yep. They do it every day for 30 days. So I was like, it doesn't do anything to me. And I became, I continued to be a buyer's agent. Yeah. And what I learned is, um, is so going back to the other part about working in December. Yeah, it is a three months. I mean, deals, I don't have, I'm, I have faith that my deals will close, but I don't have a hundred percent faith. And that keeps me going because if I do that, I don't even consider that being a check more. So when you're writing out, okay. So, you know, I'm writing out, I'm writing out, I'm writing out. You're going to get annoyed with yourself that you don't know the next line. (laughs) And then you have to go and take the time to look it up. And then you get up. Yes. Just by doing that, you're training your mind to retain it. And I'm telling you, people, if you don't, if this doesn't work, I will buy you lunch. Go, Ryan. I saw your, you know, little uh, Zoom call or however you're gonna, you know, share this with the audience. I will buy you lunch, okay? And not McDonald's. A good lunch. If you write this out and you really are doing this for a 30 day process, we'll go Kiku. We'll go somewhere real nice and fancy, and I will pay the entire bill. So here's what's interesting. You and I both know if they do this, and Teresa knows this as well, it will work. 
My biggest frustration is most people won't do it. I've, I've taught you. I've shared with you. I've, yeah. I've showed you by example, but you're still not doing it. That's cool. I'll take that. But right. Right. I can speak to that. Um, I read a book recently. It was um, Napoleon Hill actually wrote it. Putting mm -hmm. the devil. And the premise he creates is that we're all kind of stuck in a trap after a certain age. We're all drifting. And the only people who really escape that drifting are the people who can think for themselves. So in a way, when people don't take the right action, I really don't fault them or blame them because I understand they're just in a hypnotic rhythm. This yeah. is what they've always done. And this is probably what they'll always do unless they're massively inspired or desperate. Yes. And so I really think past the age of 25, a person needs massive pain to mm -hmm. take any sort of action. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you, you may be right on that, right? Or a massive inspiration to, to make a change. Right. It reminds me of that story um, in bold. Ryan, you might remember this where um, a lady is cooking ham for Thanksgiving and her daughter's watching her cook and she cuts the end of the ham off of both sides and puts it in the pan. And her daughter said, mom, why are you cutting the ends of the pan uh, of the ham off? And she was like, I don't know. Your grandmother always did it. So that's what I do. So they go ask the grandmother, hey, grandma, um, why do you cut the ends off the ham before you put it in the roasting pan? I don't know. My mom always did it. Let's go ask her. And luckily, her mom was still alive. So they go to the nursing home and they sit down with the great grandmother and say, why did you cut both sides of the ham off before you put it in the roasting pan? And the grandmother said, well, during our time, we didn't have a lot of money. We couldn't afford a larger pan. So we had to cut the ham down so it would fit in the pan. And so all these years, they thought it was something special about doing that. And all the family, all the generations would cut the ends of the ham off. And they didn't know why. It was because in the past, they didn't have a, a pot that was big enough for the ham. And they just continued to do it because they weren't asking questions. And it took the little girl to say, why are you doing it that way? I thought that was huge. I think it's think about things differently all the time. I think it's beautiful how kids, I, I read something about, uh, I think it's Pam Christian. I like to yeah. cite my verses. She posted something. And if you guys are not following Pam Christian, then I love Pam. That's just silly. No, she's um, great. Anyway, she talked about the fact that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing certain things, you, you need to, uh, do them, um, almost like that child, uh, childlike ambition. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you, people were taught to go against their intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a kid, you, you don't want to go maybe say hi to that, that, you know, Creepy. creepy guy or whatever but right. then your parents are like no, no 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 he's a friend of mine i've known him and then you reluctantly go over right but there's there's some kind of vibe some kind of energy yeah. that that person is giving off and then we are uh desensitized to trust that intuition as we are growing older and then when we do grow up mm -hmm. um we are not using our intuition. If anybody knows me, they hear me speak about my gut. You've you've heard me say to me, yeah. my gut says that I don't I don't trust this buyer. Buyers are liars, you know me. Uh, but in addition to that, just a little extra than the the normal buyer are liars. Yeah. And one hundred out of one hundred times, I am right. And so I don't care what it is. I don't care if I go to my client and I tell my client, hey, listen, I don't have factual data to yep. support why I feel this way. However, 
I need you to implicitly trust me that we not only either have a backup option or just outright move on from this. And it's it's a lot of trust that you're asking someone, yeah. to, you know, but that's once again, you're the expert. You've yes. been on this road before where they have to. Yes. So and I that's where the, that's where the gut comes in. I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and just tell you guys a quick story. I don't so think I this particular story, Michelle and I went to uh, London and we went to Paris when okay. she was pregnant with Taylor. So we had a great trip. We saw Lauren Hill in Paris. We really Ooh. enjoyed walking around, going to the Louvre. We had a great time you know, on our trip. And so one day we went to breakfast at this local cafe. It was right down the street from our hotel. And we're sitting there and we're eating and we're having a good time. And all of a sudden, this white car pulls up and it parks on the street that said no parking. And I'm still eating and I'm talking to Michelle. And I notice a man and a woman get out the car and just walk away down the street. And all of a sudden, I just felt like something's not right. Energy. And I told Michelle, I said, you know what? Let's wrap up and go. Yeah. And really quick check. We paid and we were out. The next day, we got on our flight to go home, right? We wake up to the morning in the morning to people calling us. Are you guys okay? That next day or following day after that were, were the bombings that happened in London. And one of the bombs that went off went off on that street that we were on at that cafe. So all of our family who knew we were traveling there were calling. They were super concerned. We didn't have Facebook. We weren't like doing the check-ins and you know, I wasn't posting pictures. So people didn't know where we were. And it happened on that street where our hotel was. One of the bus bombings happened. And I told Michelle, You're, they could have been doing some type of test run. They could have been setting up a car with a bomb in it. I don't know what it was, but I felt this negative energy. And I said, we got to go. And so we have to learn to trust our gut, whether it's dealing with the seller, whether it's dealing with the buyer, whether you're an agent at an open house and someone comes in and you don't feel right about going into the basement with them because you're by yourself, whatever it is, we got to start trusting our gut. And when our gut says no, or if it says yes, whatever it is, we need to trust that because that feeling is that energy is coming from somewhere. I believe that. Oh, I think that saved our lives, to be honest with you. I, I agree. And I mean, I, I credit once again, Pam Christian. I mean, she is talking yeah. about things that we all kind of, you know, mention or sparingly, uh, you know, converse about. I, I just, I think we don't put enough uh, importance, enough, you know, emphasis mm -hmm. on, on, our gut, and especially in this business, there's so many different angles that uh, a transaction, um, I'm basically saying transaction because deal, that's another thing I could get into, that we need to stop saying deal and start applying transaction. Because right. the connotation deal has, as opposed to transaction, it, it needs to be more spot on. Yes. Uh, I've mentioned a million times that we're in a business filled with amateurs. Uh, I say that because people are not, putting in the time, putting in the work uh, to enhance their craft, to hone their craft. And I look at it like any business similar that allows us to get paid what we get paid, yeah. at least you have to go to school for two years, if not four years. And we could get that in two weeks if uh, you go to a certain program that offers it eight hours uh, a day. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, I really 
believe that agents need to really dig deeper. Uh, they have another level, if not two or three, yes. to really get to their potential. I I love the ability of having the Breakfast Club and and people like, thank you so much, Ryan, for having me get this production. And I'm like, listen, all I did was just get it from you and, yep. and, and pull it out of you. Yep. And that's all. It was always in you. And I draw back to when I was a coach. I used to, you know, have I, kids that couldn't catch a cold, and I would take uh, just their their strengths and and enhance those by their willingness to just put in the work and and just never give up. And if they miss, that's okay. They're going to keep on coming. If they miss again, they're going to keep on coming. If they miss, they're going to keep on coming. Why can't we apply that same uh, strategy, that same uh, coaching into? being a realtor if yes. you miss the first prospect that's okay you come and you go for the next prospect you miss that one next one so on and so forth until you get that client and that client is we're looking at 12 15 thousand dollars you stack that 10 times hello you just made six fucking figures absolutely no so listen man you're, you're preaching to the choir and i so agree with you i look at you were mentioned professions like my sister she went to undergrad. She went to law school. You look at doctors, they go to undergrad and med school. You're talking six to eight years. Mm. As a real estate agent in New Jersey, we can beat and match, match and beat their salary every day. Which yeah. is my intention. Yeah. Well, and you'll do it because that's your intention. You're not trying to do it. You intend to do it just like you intended to cap and you just capped. Because mm. you have that mindset, you'll do it. Everyone has it in them. They're just not willing to put the work in to perfect their craft, right? Look at, the, look at the Push 2.0 program. We had eight people in that program. I th thought it went extremely well. Everybody needs to be practicing their listing presentation. They don't have to take push. They need to be practicing their listing presentation. I don't see anyone doing it at a high level. And that's how we earn our money. That's how we get to the point where we can make more than an attorney or a doctor is by what we say when we show up. One thing I heard, and I've been using this a lot lately, is that people have already decided that you can sell their home and they invite you over for a listing presentation. You win it or lose it when you open your mouth. And a yeah. lot of times we lose it because we don't know what to say. We don't know how to overcome their objections and we're not even practicing what to say. How about, I'll, I'll raise you one. It's not about what we're saying, but the conviction, the energy of how we say it. I, yeah. I believe they talk about 90% of the whole shebang is yeah. mental. Yeah. And I, we, we are not going to have the confidence if we're practicing once a week, if we yeah. have one or two role play partners. Brian yeah. Costello, for everybody that doesn't know, he's a phenomenal agent. He's out uh, in California. Yep. But what I want you to understand is that he, in the very beginning, he was doing in the morning, five days a week, in the afternoon, five days a week, and at night, five days a week. In total, that's 15 role play partners. And right. that's why he just. So that's it, man. So it's, uh, you know. I know. This message that we're both sharing, we get it. Teresa, you get it. What I want is other agents to jump on and get it. Well, I'll tell you this. This one right now, um, she's going to be a capper in 2020. And that's not, you know, an if, it's a win. It's and, a win. And I want them to see 
How many listings do you currently have right now? I, I currently have the rental, um, which is a commercial lease. One. Um, She's going to have in the area of seven to nine in the next few months simultaneous. And then after that, she's going to cap. Mark my word. Go back to this video. Play this video. <laughs> and yep. you're going to see that the proof is in the pudding. I untouched. She is going to do exactly what we're talking about. You're in the right activities. And she's going to cap. In the right That's great. I so I'm actually going to take a snippet of this uh, Zoom call, and I'm going to send it to you guys. And then when you cap, I want you to kind of be like Gary Vaynerchuk. See, I told you, Friday, November 27th, I'm, I'm and before, I called it, I claimed it, I professed it. Here it is. I, I, I could not be more confident of anything. I, the amount of faith I have, I just want her to share, if not trump that. Yeah, absolutely. The confidence to your point is, is what you say and how you say it. I remember, you know, dealing with expired since we're talking about expireds. What really started helping me convert is when I would walk in the house and we would have a conversation and I would say, you know, on the phone, I wasn't sure if I can help you. But now that I've seen the house and I've talked to you, I know for a fact I can get this house sold and I really look forward to going to work for you. It's beautiful. With that confidence and the confidence I had when I was carrying my sign up to the front door, like all that stuff seems real gimmicky. But yeah. when you would walk up with the sign, my confidence was like, this is mine. I'm getting this listed. Well, if you think about it, when you see this script, that sounds salesy. But right. that's why you have the person that is either reading off it or knows it just well enough to say it without looking at the paper. And then you have another beast that internalizes it. And certain uh, words, they're cute to upswing or downswing yes and i mean that is the difference between making 45 grand and 450 grand that's right oh there's a beast that next to you right there she knows her listing presentation amen that's why like i i, I know it for a, a fact that she's gonna cap and yes. it, it, it's pretty cool knowing that because you know it's not gonna be a surprise for me i i know it's just a matter of when is she gonna cap before uh the summer is she mm -hmm. going to cap before the fall? Is she yep. going to cap before this time next year? I don't know. But yeah. it, it, it's really up to her. And that starts by every single day. Giving your gratitude to yes. the man upstairs. For those that don't believe, that's fine. Give your gratitude to the universe or give your gratitude to yourself. But start your day off with gratitude. Then 54321, pop out of bed. That's Mel Robbins. For those that don't know it, 54321, that does not give you enough time to allow your mind to make a an excuse. excuse. Then yeah. next thing you know, you're going to go and you're going to say an affirmation or two or three. And that's going to basically, in her case, uh, it's going to have more self-belief and reinforce set the that. Tone for the day. Set the tone and set the tone. really just believe, not just go through the motion. And then it's look the part. Mm -hmm. I want you not to look like just, oh, I, I, I'll let you fill in the blank. Right. And I, you know, look professional. Look, I, I tell her every day I leave, okay, I'm leaving with the intention of having a same day appointment. And so, uh, I, you know, sometimes I'll come to the office and I'll have the, you know, full suit on. Sometimes I'll just, you know, today's kind of like a Friday type feel, right. but I'd still be able to go. Uh, and I intend on having uh, an appointment this afternoon. Lastly, it's taking the massive action. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't call that. It's too early. No, 
you want to call early because when you're calling later, you're going to be the 10th, the 15th person. Yes, but then they either yes. took their uh, phone off, you know, ripped it out of the wall or they're not picking up or they even disconnected their phone. Right. So, I mean, I'm giving you pretty much what you should do. I used to not even uh, allow myself lunch until I would have booked an appointment and I, my stomach would be growling and that was just more, you know, uh, just motivation to get that uh, first appointment and, Good. you know, walk out of there two, three appointments a day, five days a week. That's 15 out of 15. How many am I converting? And then when I knew that I wasn't converting at a high enough level, I knew exactly what I needed to work on that weekend. And that was my listing presentation. That's right. So, I mean, I'm here, you're here, she's here. There's so many tools. There's so many people uh, there to help you. The only reason, and I want to say excuse, is you. You need That's to put in the work. That's right. Keep on hearing it. You got big goals. You don't need January 1st to be the resolution. Make your resolution this weekend. And starting Monday, that is you kicking it in. Before you press the confirm button on making your purchase for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, what are you willing to do to pay for that? Because a That's lot right. of people are writing checks that their ass can't cash, and it really just it bothers me to say the least. So on that note, I think we can just have a good ending. Uh, I want everybody to be grateful for the fact they're alive. They have yeah. all their senses. They have all their family. They have a lot of things that they're really not being kind of appreciative for, and uh, that's that gratitude that. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. The law of attraction, Bob Proctor, it, it's, it's real. It's not hocus pocus. People look at me sometimes like I'm the crazy man because I talk about mindset and that's fine. But there's a reason why 1% of the population owns, I believe, over 80% of the wealth. Yep. Those people have the mindset. They are believers. They could lose all their money today and then tomorrow they're going to have a plan on how to get it back and most likely they'll get back that money if not more and it's crazy look at the story of walt disney there's so many other people david metzler i mean these people have lost it all and they've come back and their mindset is what got them through so i want to wish you a happy thanksgiving i want to wish you a happy thanksgiving i want everybody out there a happy thanksgiving and i want you to close this out my big guy so I'm going to close this out. I do have two quick questions um, for you guys. Number one, if you guys could give everyone listening on this call one reason they should be taking push on December 3rd, what would it be? Uh, easily. Um, for those that don't know, I, I my gratitude goes to D-Rad. First time I had saw him, it was a script class, and I, I was like a little dog just like <laughs> I was like, you're going to teach me. No, I don't, I, a lot of people come up to me. They want me to coach them. I don't do coaching. I, I was like, I ain't trying to hear that. I'm not other people. You're going to teach me. You're going to teach me. And I just wouldn't let it go. I was like, let me just shatter you. And then finally I broke you down and uh, I was able to kind of everything you said I would record and then I'd come home and I'd type it out and I would study those notes and I would implement those notes. So, I mean, I would tell them that you're – the main reason that I've capped you, the main reason I've grown so quickly in, in the short amount of time, 
I would say also that you say things in such, I call it the Billy D. Williams voice. I'm dating myself by saying that, but you hear like certain objection handlers. I hear how you say it. Um, you know, you, you have a great way of, uh, you know, what makes you say that or just certain key things that you say a lot that I, I know when she is around you, because when I speak to her, Radney is just coming out. So I, I think that alone is worth the price of admission. However, you're going to learn so much more than that. And lastly, it's an investment in yourself. And this is an investment, especially for those people that have, you know, multiple uh, listings that close. Um, you're going to have to pay Uncle Sam. So this right here is a way to take some of that off and reapply it to your owning your craft, to investing in yourself. So in all actuality, you're paying nothing. That's my two cents. Thank you. All right, Teresa, how about you? Why would somebody take uh, push on December 3rd? I would say take push on December 3rd for a multitude of reasons, primarily because you're the real deal. You know, and I, I found when I was just around you and, and listening to the way that you interact with people, I was picking up these nuances that sitting in my little cubicle, um, all alone calling, I was just hitting a dead end. Mm. And I think that you are that catalyst for people's growth when they come to that class, when they come and they interact with you they realize there is more for them. They can get rid of that fixed mindset and say, no, I have another level. I have another 10 levels. Uh, and it's just a matter of knowing the technique, not just solely relying on person's persona and putting in the work. And you teach people exactly how to do that. You created the rubric for it. Wow. Well, you guys just made my day out for me. And lastly, uh, last time I interviewed someone, it was Sergio. And he posed a question to the next person that I interviewed. And he wanted to know, if you lost everything in real estate, you had to completely start your real estate business over again from scratch. Knowing what you know now, what would you do differently in your business? Uh, get I'll jump on this one. So what would I do differently? Um, I think I got it from Brian Casella. Now, I'm going to just say he's not for everybody. I love him because he's very authentic. Um, but he used to talk about you know we're approaching it's almost uh, december my birthday january 16th <clears throat> shout out man, gifts welcome anyway um pretty much uh he would talk about how people take birthday week and i was guilty of that so i kind of uh made it like i'm going to celebrate i would do one celebration with my family and one with my friend and then it's back to work so uh if i could just kind of Tell everybody birthday is one single day. It's not right. birthday week. It's not birthday month. So kind of that. And then also Gary V talks about living for your Fridays. Okay. And the fact that if you're living for your Fridays, your whole bleep is messed up. Messed up. And you need to reevaluate your life because you're missing a, a good chunk of your life. And if what you're doing is not what you love. I'm not telling you to go out there and he's not telling you to go out there to, and quit, but mm -hmm. it's while you're doing that, when you're not working, what's your plan B? What are you going to do to set up a, an enjoyable life? And you know, maybe financially, it, you're not in a position to leave, but let's start setting up an exit strategy to one day 
be happy. And that's not just Fridays. That's Monday through Sunday or however, you know, whenever your uh, week starts and finishes. Uh, also, help. Help more. Um, and that just doesn't mean financially. I, Les Brown talks about, I don't care if you go over and help somebody by licking envelopes. Help. Go out and live your life a certain way. That's Bob Proctor. Make a positive difference. Give people the shirt off your back if if that's what you want to do. Uh, I'm I'm gearing myself up to be that person. Now, if you go back three years ago, I wasn't that person. So uh, I want to be able to when I take my last breath or I'm on my deathbed, uh, whenever that is, I want to be able to say, you know what, I gave my all. I made a difference. I made this world better than how I first saw it. And when I do that, make my mom happy. She means the world to me. Uh, make my family proud because my name is their name. So I have to make sure that I'm representing it in the, in the best possible way. Uh, and then, you know, ultimately, uh, I want to be able to provide for my family down the road. So okay. that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, I, I'm always available if anybody has any questions, and and I, I wholeheartedly mean that. I want to say one more thing. I thank you so much, D-Rad, for everything you've done for me. You are my brother from another mother. I, I mean it. We've grown together. I, I see you more than probably, you know, anyone. Or We're talking. Yep. Uh, whenever I'm, you know, on the, the edge of the cliff, you're always there to kind of Woosa, and uh, believe me, I, it, it's much, much appreciated. Sir. My man, absolutely. Thank you, man. Thankful to have you in my life, man. Thank you. I appreciate thank you. that. And Teresa, how about you? What would you do differently knowing everything you know if you had to start over again in real estate? Number one thing I do differently is change my environment and allow myself uh, the opportunity to be my own individual. So, I mean, there's multiple people in my life that get on me about this. This is him too, as well. He says, you have to, if you're flying in a plane and crashing, who do you put the oxygen mask on first? Right. The answer is yourself. Yourself. And I didn't do that originally. I let my clients walk all over me. I let certain people that were very close to me that I felt I had an obligation to walk all over me. And you know what? It didn't result in money, not nada, you know, those were income producing activities. Um, so it was, it would be getting out of my own way and valuing myself and my future such that the now reality and the now naysayers and the people who expect me to lay down like a rug don't have that say, don't get that say, don't get that say at the table. Okay. I love that. You know, so Dr. Phil says we teach people how to treat us. And I so believe that. And so having that standard in your, in your personal life and in your business, you teach people how to treat you and they will respect you and respect your schedule and your time. Just like we respect our professionals that we deal with. Your clients will, you know, respect you like a professional. I can't call my doctor at eight o'clock at night and say, I need to talk right now. (laughs) Right. I'm going to get the voicemail and they'll call me when they open up. Right. So if we look at it like we're professionals, people will treat us like we're professionals. We teach people how to treat us. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. I'm thankful for both of you. I know I took a little bit longer than I said I would on this call, but there was so much great dialogue and storytelling. I had to keep it going, but I'm thankful for you guys. And I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, chop it up with me today. Thank you so much. Happy Turkey Day to everybody. Happy Gobble Gobble, all that good stuff.
All right. I'll talk to you soon, sir. You're my yes, best friend, the girls. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.